0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. And my friend, I have been waiting for you. And thank you for letting me come into your space. This week, I'm teaching a brand new series called Partnering with Jesus and Working with God. I'm so thankful we can partner with Jesus and work with God. And my friends, when you partner with Jesus and work with God it brings supernatural results into your life. And that's why I want you to get this brand new series so that you can partner with Jesus and work with God. And today's teaching is going to be marvelous. But anyway, this comes with a study guide that is filled with all the Greek words, the points, the principles, everything in the series is in the study guide so that you can read it while you see it or while you hear it. You can order these by going online right now or by giving us a call. And this week we're offering you both of my daily devotionals, which are called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one, and Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number two. And in both of these, in each of these, there are 1,000 Greek word studies. That's a lot of Greek word studies. And if you like what you hear in this program, you will devour these books because we just opened the Greek New Testament to find sparkling gems in the Word of God. And you don't have to read the whole book at once because it's a daily devotional. You just read a little bit at a time. And if you already have number one, then get number two. If you already have number two, get number one. does not matter which one you begin with. But I guarantee you, by the time you're finished going through these, your life will be spiritually transformed. Amen. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying... Welcome to the Partner Family. And if you're already a partner, thank you for being a partner. When you become a partner with a ministry that teaches the Bible or preaches the gospel around the world, you're partnering with Jesus and you're working with God. That's what we're doing. Denise and I are partners with many ministries because we believe in those ministries, we believe their ministry is needed, and we're partnering with Jesus, and we're working with God. And that's what happens when you become a partner with a ministry that takes the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you two books to say welcome to the family, Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And please let us know how to pray for you. We're waiting for our telephone to ring right now with your call or for your email to show up in our inbox. And the moment we hear how we need to pray for you, we're going to release our faith for God to do something mighty
1: on your behalf. But I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
0: Reach for your Bible, and I want you to open your Bible to Luke, chapter 5. But first, I want to review our anchor verse, which is 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 1, where the Apostle Paul says, we are co-workers together with God. Think about that. We can be a co-worker with God. The word co- in Greek is the word soon it's a preposition which pictures you connected to somebody else. It's not what you do by yourself or what somebody else does for you, it's a picture of what you're doing in conjunction with someone else. It's a picture of me and you working together with God. We're working with God, God is working with us. And the word worker is translated from the Greek word ergon, which is the Greek word for a task work, or an assignment. When you compound the two words together, it forms a Greek word soon which pictures us working together with God. God working with us on a common project, on a common task, on a common assignment. We're working with God, and God is working with us. And we saw in Monday's program the story of the Magi, who partnered with Jesus. They worked with God And supernatural results flowed into their life. Then yesterday we saw the remarkable story of the little boy with the five loaves of bread and the two fishes, really five barley crackers and two little minnows, which seemed so small in his hands. But when he released them and put them into the hands of Jesus, they became something magnificent. It fed a multitude. That's what happens When you partner with Jesus and you work with God. And today, we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. I hope you have your Bibles. Go to Luke chapter 5 and verse 1 to see the next person who chose to partner with Jesus and work with God. And when you come to Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, it's describing the ministry of Jesus. Jesus is preaching all over Galilee. The crowds are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we come to Luke chapter 5 verse 1, which says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, the word people here is the Greek word aklos, it describes a massive, massive multitude. You could even translate it a mob. This was a mob of people. The crowds every day were growing larger and larger and larger. In fact, by now, they'd grown so large, they were pressing upon him. That's what verse 1 says. Press upon, the Greek word "epikamai," which means they were literally piling on top of him. They were reaching out to touch him. They were trying to hear him, trying to get to him, piling on top of him in order to hear the word of God. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 2, Luke writes, He stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were watch, washing their nets. The word saw is the Greek word harau, which means to observe or to take note of. Jesus saw these two boats and he took note of them. Hmm, here is an opportunity. Jesus is always looking for an opportunity. And what was the opportunity? Well, let's look at the next verse, verse three. And he entered into one of the ships. He seized one of those ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. But you know what's really interesting? When this verse says he entered into one of the ships, It means he did not request permission. The Greek simply says, and having stepped into one of the boats, he didn't even ask. He saw it, it was available, and it was empty. Do you know that's what Jesus is still looking for? He's looking for any vessel, any instrument, any person that is available and empty that he can fill and that he can step into. And in this particular case, it was one of Simon's boats. And he prayed him that he would thrust out a little. Now we find to deal with this situation of these mobs and mobs of people that are trying to see Jesus and touch Jesus. Jesus got a little creative. He saw that ship. He stepped into it and then said, let's push out a little from the shore. And Jesus' intention was to turn that boat into a pulpit that he could get far enough from the shore that now he could speak to the entire mob that was trying to pile on top of him. And the verse says, he prayed Simon Peter. The word pray, the Greek word erate, it's a strong request to fervently demand with the expectation of a positive answer. He said, come on, Simon, let's do this. And he expected Simon to say, yes, let's thrust out a little. It's a navigational term, which means to thrust out into the sea. And the Bible says he sat down in the boat and taught the people out of the boat. And when the Bible says he sat down, the Greek actually says, and having seated himself, he began to teach. And the word teach, the Greek word didosko, which describes a systematic form of teaching. He began to teach them out of, the word out of in Greek is the word ek, which means from the boat. That boat became his pulpit. Now he is seated in the boat The people are in a short distance from him. They can now all see him. They can all hear him. And Jesus sits down and begins to methodically, systematically teach the word of God. He was the word made flesh. And every time Jesus got an opportunity to open his mouth, he began to systematically teach the Word of God. This is why I always quote at the end of my program, Ecclesiastes 8:4, where the Word of a king is, there is power. There's nothing more powerful and life-transforming than the Word of God. And when Jesus took his seat in that boat and turned it into his pulpit, he began to systematically and methodically teach the Word of God to the people. Then finally, in verse 4, the Bible says, And when he had left off speaking, or he would finished teaching, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a drought. Launch out into, again, is a nautical term, which means let's thrust out even a little deeper. That's why the word deep is used here. The word deep is the Greek word bathus, which describes the deep places, which means at that moment they were in shallow waters. Well, if you want a big haul, you've got to go into deeper waters. And my friends, there are spiritual truths in this as well. If you're in shallow waters, that's nice. But if you want to really experience something profound, you have to thrust out into deeper spiritual waters. And Jesus said, thrust out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. The word let down, the Greek word "kalao," which means to go deeper. And notice, Jesus did not say let down your net. He said nets nets. Write that down if you're taking notes. In Greek, it is plural. Jesus saw a massive, massive harvest. Peter had allowed Jesus to use his boat. He was partnering with Jesus. He was working with God. And now he's going to reap a supernatural result. And Jesus knows that. And Jesus doesn't say, let down your net. He says, nets, get ready for something fantastic. Get ready for a draught the greek word agra which in greek means a massive huge hall of fish verse 5 and simon answering said unto him master we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word i will let down the net he could have argued with jesus request he was a seasoned fisherman he simply knew everything about fishing on that body of water. And he could have said, Lord, I'm not going to do it. We already know there's no fish out there tonight. But instead he said, master. The word master, the Greek word epistata, it's a compound of two words. The word epi, which means upon. The word stata means to stand. Put the two words together. The one that's on the spot, the one that is in charge, he is recognizing Jesus' absolute authority. And thus, it's translated as the word master. The one who's on the spot, the one who's in charge, that is how he refers to Jesus in this verse. And he says, we've toiled all the night. And the word toiled, the Greek word kopia, which means to toil to the point of mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion. It literally meant, Lord, we don't have any strength left. We've worked all night. We've given it our very, very best. And nonetheless, we've caught nothing. There's nothing out there tonight To catch. And there were nothing, is the Greek word oudin, which means absolutely nothing. They hadn't brought in a single fish that night. Not a single fish. But then Peter added, nevertheless. And in Greek, this is so important. It is the Greek word day, which is always like an exclamation marker. Nevertheless, categorically, emphatically, because you have given me a word of instruction at thy word. I will let down the net. And guess what the word word is in Greek? It's the word rhema. When God gives you a rhema, when God gives you a word, he's giving it to you for a purpose, and your job is to obey it. And here this word rhema could be translated upon hearing your spoken word of direction, master. The one who is on the spot right now, and the one who is the master, the one who is in control, I will do what you've told me to do, and I will let down the net. The word let down, again, the Greek word "kala," which means to loosen, to slacken, and to let it down. It tells us that the nets were already gathered up. They were already completely folded in their places. Now they've got to unloosen them, relax them, and let them back down into the water. But hey, hey, Jesus told them to let down their nets, plural, plural. Peter responded by saying, Lord, I'll let down the net, singular. He only let down one net. Jesus told him to let down nets. Jesus understood what was going to take place. And we know that in this story, they caught a massive haul of fish in a single net. But what if they had fully obeyed and let down nets as Jesus had instructed them to do? And when you come to Luke chapter 5, Verse 6, it tells us what happened. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net, singular, break. The word enclosed is a word which means to entrap. Suddenly they entrapped a great multitude of fishes. Here you have the word great, you have the word multitude. Only one of these words is needed in Greek unless you're really trying to make a dramatic point and that's what's happening in this verse. The word great is the Greek word polis. It pictures a great, enormous number. The word multitude, the Greek word plethos, describes a massive number, something unbelievable. You put these two words together, a massive, unthinkable number of fishes, and their net, singular, break. What if they had let down their nets as they had been instructed to do, but they only let down one, and the verse says that one net break, and the tense that is used here means it was breaking in the very moment that they were trying to pull it out. It was breaking as it was being filled. They were catching so many fish. No single net was designed to hold that kind of a haul. That's what it means. And when you come to Luke chapter 5 verse 7, it says, and they, that's Peter, beckoned unto their partners. That's also important. Because it tells us this was not just a poor little fisherman with a single little boat. He had partners. Peter was a good fishing businessman. It was an entire enterprise. And he called to his partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. The word help means to physically take in the haul. Now listen to this. And they came and filled both the ships. Finally, they dropped another net. And now they're filling both the ships And the word filled, the Greek word pletha, which means to fill to the maximum, to fill to capacity. And now these ships are so full, the verse says they began to sink from the Greek word, which means to sink, and it pictures a very, very desperate situation. Wow, it's amazing what happens when you partner with Jesus and work with God. Now let me tell you about these ships. The capacity of these two small ships was quite large, and we know what was their capacity, because at that particular time, on this body of water, there was a monopoly on these ships. They were all the same size. They all could hold the same amount. So we know exactly what was their size and what was their capacity. Each vessel was 10 meters long by 3 meters wide, which is... 32 feet long and 10 feet wide, and each boat could hold between five and six tons. Did you hear what I just said? Each boat could hold between five and six tons. And now, verse 7 says, Both of the boats are beginning to sink. And if these ships were filled to capacity and were on the verge of sinking, it means that Peter and his partners had pulled into the two boats somewhere around 10 tons of fish. 10 tons of fish. The catch was simply mind-boggling. Now, I'm sure that's much bigger than you ever imagined this verse was talking about. But that's what happens when you partner with Jesus and work with God. And then when you come to Luke 5, verse 8, it says, When Peter, Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Notice Simon Peter saw it. The word saw, the Greek word ho means he really took note of what had happened. It just captured his mind. He was amazed by what he had seen and fell down. The word fell down is the Greek word prospipto. The word pros means toward. The word pipto means to fall. He fell toward Jesus. And the verse says he fell at Jesus' knees. He literally took a dive toward Jesus, toward Jesus' knees, saying, And in Greek, it's the word legon. I mean, saying and saying and saying, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. Please leave me. Depart me. Depart from me. I'm not worthy enough to be in the presence of somebody like you. Make an exit. Please leave me. For I'm a sinful man, O Lord. The word sinful is a Greek word, which means to miss the mark. It literally means, I'm a man that's made a lot of mistakes. I've messed up a lot in my life. And then he calls Jesus, O oh Lord. Lord in Greek is kurie, the direct form of the word kurios. This was the moment when Simon Peter called Jesus the Lord of his life. By partnering with Jesus and working with God, he got saved. And that's not all. Notice what verse 9 says. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And the word astonished, the Greek word thambos, means dumbfounded to the point of emotionally shutting down. This was so massive. He did not have the mental or emotional capacity to process what was happening in those boats. He was shutting down and so were all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. The word at in Greek is the word epi means upon this event, upon this moment. They were so dumbfounded. They were emotionally and mentally shutting down by what was taking place all around them because of the draught of the fishes, which they had taken. And the word again, the Greek word agra, which describes a massive haul, a massive haul. Then we come to chapter 5 and verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. Peter was in a state of fear because he'd never seen anything like this in his life. And Jesus said, Fear not. But the Greek is a prohibition. It means stop fearing, stop fearing. God never does anything in our lives to give us a spirit of fear. And it really means put a halt to fear. Stop this. Stop it right now. From henceforth, thou shalt catch men. And then we read in the following verse. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Forsook is a form of the Greek word ephiemi, which means to permanently let go, to release it, to walk away from something with no intention of ever going back or retrieving it ever again. So when Peter and his associates returned to the shore, they let go of their fishing enterprise and never intended to return to it. The miraculous catch of fish launched them into apostolic ministry. And the verse says they followed him from the Greek word akaluthia, which means to follow after someone or something in a very determined and purposeful manner. They were now committed to the Lordship of Jesus, and they had been thrust into the ministry. Their life was changed When they made a decision to let Jesus use their boat. And that's what Jesus wants from you. He's looking for whatever you have that is available. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it is your finances. Anything you give to Jesus, he is going to take it. He's going to bless it and do something marvelous with it. That's what happens when you partner with Jesus and work with God. I'll be back in just a moment and I want
1: to pray for you. How can you partner with Jesus and work with God to help advance the gospel and get supernatural results in your life? Is there a practical way you can really partner with Jesus and work with God? In this five-part series, Partnering with Jesus and Working with God, Rick Renner opens the scriptures to show us practical ways and biblical examples of how to partner with Jesus and work with God to advance the gospel and see supernatural results in your life. All it takes is a right decision to open the door for the supernatural. In this series, Rick covers biblical examples of a decision to partner with Jesus from the very beginning, a decision by a small boy to partner with Jesus, a decision to partner with Jesus that brought dramatic results, a decision by women to partner with Jesus's ministry, a decision to partner with Jesus to the end. This powerful series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God in an easy-to-read devotional format. Each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies. Order Sparkling Gems 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer of the series Partnering with Jesus and Working with God and the book Sparkling Gems 1 and 2. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
0: Hey friends and partners, this is Rick Renner. You can probably see my breath because it's minus nine here right now, but I'm standing in the new building for our Moscow TV studio, and I want to say thank you to you for all of your sacrificial giving, for being a part of our giving team. Phase one enabled us to construct this building and it is completely paid for the building itself the windows the doors all the way to the roof even the heating system and in phase one we were enabled to purchase our building in Tulsa and now we have secured it but now in phase two we need to finish the interior of this building we can't move into it the way that it is today but my friends in a very short time We're going to have cameras working in this building and from this location. We're going to be sending teaching that people can trust to the ends of the planet. And the focus of phase two is finishing this facility. And as I told you before, it's not about buildings. It's about having a building so that we can create programming that will change people's lives. And I'm asking you to please pray about being a part of the giving team to finish phase two, which is completing the interior of this building. And I promise you, we will be so careful with every penny and every dollar you give. We understand the value of money. And we're going to pray for God to magnificently and massively multiply your giving back to you again. Thank you so much. Please become a part of our giving team to finish phase two As we complete the interior of the Moscow TV studio. My friend, this week I'm teaching my brand new series called Partnering with Jesus and Working with God. The subtitle says, How to Work with Jesus to Get Results in Your Life. My friend, it is just the fact that when you partner with Jesus and work with God, first of all, that's a privilege that you can do it. But it opens the windows of heaven for supernatural things to flow back into your life. And I'm teaching this series because I want you to experience the goodness and the supernatural work of God in your life. And that's what happens when you partner with Jesus and you work with God. But you can order this by going online or by giving us a call right now, and it comes with a study guide. And right now, we're also offering you my two daily devotionals. One is called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 1. The other is called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 2. Both of these have 1,000 Greek word studies, and much of what I taught today is in these daily devotionals. And by reading these daily devotionals with me, I'll walk you through the New Testament, and you'll come to understand the Word of God so much better. And my friends, remember where the Word of a king is, there's power. The Word of God will transform you. And that's why I want you to get these books. And please remember to call us if you have any prayer need on your heart. Call us. Send us an email right now. The moment we hear from you, we're going to pray for God to do something tremendous in your life. But Father, we thank you so much for the privilege that we really can partner with Jesus and work with God, and your goodness will flow back into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.